This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 81215, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Furthermore, we have a guest today, which doesn't happen that often. Um, we'll be joined later in the show by the um, comedian Tim Key. Mm. who I think we can call a friend of the show. We only really interview about six people <laughs> in rotation. A closed circuit. Exactly. It's, I don't know how that's happened. We have, yeah, we have, there's uh, David Baddiel, Neil Gaiman, is he in Neil the Neil Gaiman, we had on, Stephen Moffat. Skinner Six. Ian yeah. Brody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we don't want strangers to interview. It'd be quite a sort of cowboy gang. Yeah, it's a bit just a bit cold. It's a bit of a cold start with a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> There's no ramp. Yeah, you need a ramp. They don't know our stories. <clears throat> yeah, I had a bit of uh, a bit of comedy heartbreak yesterday. I, um, you must have had this, uh, Pierre. Maybe you too, uh, M. When you um, notice something and you think, "Oh, this is this is really this is brilliant." I wonder if anyone else has noticed this. And and in the old days, pre-internet, it wasn't a problem. You just went on stage, did it, blah, blah, blah. It's great. But then you think, I'd better check. And, and then someone asks, oh, yeah. I'll tell you one day about the terrible long story about when I thought I had a brilliant idea um, for a joke which centred around the pond, Moranga Tan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it I sounds saw, peak you. Yeah. And I, I went on to the internet and went into a real dark wormhole. Of, <laughs> but anyway, that's an, uh, for another day. <laughs> With this one, because I've been teaching my son guitar um, recently, I um, I watched, as I think many people have, the uh, the trailer, as it's now called, um, you know that you get a that dress, the trailer, which I'm sure Emily has seen, is for the Harry and Meghan series on Netflix. Oh. And um, he plays guitar in one picture of them lovingly together. And the chord he's playing <laughs> is one I have never seen before. <laughs> so, um, Buzz, Buzz, my son, who's ten and a half, said, hold on a minute, he went and got the guitar and we fro fro froze the frame of the thing oh. and he got the thing and he hit the cord. It was the ugliest sound. It is no, it is no cord. <laughs> CSI Skinner. And I wondered if um, if he's trying to, maybe he was trying to represent dis the discord that they yes. uh, endured at the palace. That's the name of the cord. But I think more <laughs> likely he was trying to... Um, Pretend he could play guitar <laughs> in a sound? sort of an owl and the pussycat kind of a strange way. Sort of a I'd recommend the trailer on Netflix, the though. I would say the entire sound bed, yes, I use sound bed, of mm -hmm. that trailer, it's a real example of uh, using music to, to underline. Because there's a point when they're, I think they're in Westminster Abbey or there's some occasion, and they cut to um, Kate, our Kate, they, cut, they cut to Kate, yeah. <laughs> Glancing over with a slight... Uh, it's a bit Wicked Witch, the music. Well, uh, the, the expression... I don't like it. <laughs> them, you know, smiley, sweet girl next door. Yeah. Well, girl next door if you live in a mansion. <laughs> um, girl across Hyde Park. Yeah. It seems everyone's friend. They've got a picture of her looking like she's going, come on then. <laughs> <laughs> and then cut to Megan in tears. I mean, yes. oh man. It's, it's a similar sort of approach to the X Factor producer. Yes, yeah. I'm going to edit in a baddie. Clap of thunder. <laughs> anyway, continuing the royal theme, I did the uh, Royal Variety performance this week. You may be able to tell by my um, voice, by the way, that I've, I've been ill this week. I was so ill on Tuesday. I started watching England-Wales in the World Cup and after 10 minutes I went to bed and gave up. Now that, oof, that's ill. But um, nevertheless, the show must go on. And so, um, yes, it was um, the Royal Variety performance was recorded at the Royal Albert Hall. 
royal this, royal that. And um, I'll, it was... Apart from the fact that I was dying on my feet, it was quite an adventure, which I won't share with you after this, baby. Frank Skinner, Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. I was... Um, the Royal Variety performance is... Um, a long day. This is my third, and it always works the same. They get you there about half nine, and you're released from the venue at about 11 o'clock. And they don't like you leaving in case you disappear. Once the royals are on, no one can leave or enter the building. Is this half nine a.m.? Yes. Oh, and 11 p.m. <clears throat> 11 p.m. Oh. And you're in there, and it's all shared dressing rooms. It's very nearly a whole day. Mm. I would say that's a whole day, and it feels like one. So we had a... Me and uh, Dave arrived, and I was... I'd lay in bed that morning thinking, shall I pull out? Because I, I really did. I couldn't speak hardly. But anyway, I, you know, Doctor Theatre, hmm. uh, which doesn't work on throats, but never mind. <laughs> so I was sharing a dressing room with David Baddiel, Al Murray, Axel Blake who um, won Britain's Got Talent, comedian, Omid Jalili and the male members of Chic. That was our our little gathering. Extraordinary. um, High morale. And all day long you're walking around the corridors and just bumping into, you know, various celebrities. There's a lot of comedians. The person who made me laugh the most on the day mm. was um, are you familiar with Becky Hill oh yes Becky Hill was absolutely was hilarious <laughs> Becky hilarious <laughs> that's what I, I can't tell you any of the jokes she told me but I'll tell you off air oh okay <laughs> also I think she might be moving towards a stand up act so I'm not going to tell any of her stuff she was great and she's from Budley which is um not far from where I grew up. It's in Worcestershire. And it was the first family holiday I went on um, because we thought the sea was a bit far, but the River Severn <laughs> was only 12 miles away. So we went um, and stayed on the river. So we never went ever on holiday, and this was we went for a week, 12 miles from our home. Um, but she'd never seen the boar. And there is a thing... Um, I, now, I always look to Pierre at these moments because he knows everything. Have you heard of the Seven Boar? I don't think so. Nah. Mm. Well, the Seven Boar is a mysterious, some might say a mystical wave that comes down the River Seven on occasion. Some try to, locals try to surf it. <laughs> Right, there's a big surf culture in Beaudley. <laughs> People sort of hanging ten and giving the. Do you know that's one of the most adorable things is British surfers. <laughs> yeah. So adorable. Oh yeah, they're a brave <laughs> bunch. Now I love that new key and and all that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if there's anyone listening, uh, eight, twelve, fifteen, and knows a bit more about the ball, if you've seen the ball, I've never. Um, Becky Hill hasn't seen the ball, and she's from Beaudley. As, and is it boar as in the animal or the... Uh... No, I think oh. it's boar as in the person. Uh, <laughs> which person? Um, well, I'll tell you as this... Uh, you'll see as this story continues. Um, but anyway, I love Becky Hill. Oh. She's great. So um, Very... Have you heard her? Are you familiar with her material? I'm not going to pretend I'm familiar with her material. I didn't even pretend to her, so I'm not going to pretend to you. She's <laughs> so, got what Tom Jones would say is a great pair of pipes. Oh, OK. Got great oh. pipes on her. Okay. Well, I, 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 she had an amazing um, electric green spangled outfit on. She was, uh, she was just like um, some enormous energy force that entered the room. She was brilliant. I'm going to listen to all her stuff now. <laughs> I've become. Uh, what's the name for their for her fans? They sort of uh, oh, big boys. Well, no, it should be something to do with Hill. Surely yeah. we can come up. You know what? I'm going to hand that over to the two comics. What and you've got this musical well, break. I'm going to hand it over to the audience <laughs> as well. What, what, what? You know people if they're um, like the Beliebers and stuff like yes, that? What yeah. should we call What them? should the Becky Hill well, fans Well, I'm going yeah. in first with Hillocks. Okay, I like it. I, I like it. That'd be particularly good for the smaller <laughs> Gil- Gil- Gilda, Gilda, who like her. <laughs> 
on Absolute Radio. I was telling my associates and you all about uh, my day at the Royal Variety performance, um, where I was gradually getting more ill and more ill as the day went on. And I'm um, oh, sorry, did we get um, did we get any Becky Hill fans? Ruth Jordan. Yeah. I mean, she always delivers. Yeah. Becky Hill fans. Becky Hill bullies. Oh, that's good. Hillbillies is good. I wondered if we could revive, seeing as he's not using it anymore, um, Hill's Angels. Nice, that's good. Yeah. Well, Neil from Brighton also counter-suggests the Beckerly Hillbillies. So he's, he's added... Oh. Oh, so then we've got a, we've got two choices here. <laughs> yeah, both good though. I what was that? They? What was Ruth's again? Ruth was uh, straight up hillbillies. She was straight up uh, hillbillies. I think. I think Beckerly hillbillies is a bit uh, even more elaborate. I like mm. a, a baroque <laughs> um, <laughs> version of uh, of fandom. Be- Beckoneers, good. Yeah. Good. There's a piratical element to that. Yeah, obviously. Um, I got that. <laughs> so anyway, I was struggling. And, yes. Uh, to the point where I said to George Ezra, you must, <laughs> you must know some uh, things for a throat. Yeah. Um, you said that to George Ezra? Yeah, he's very approachable, George Ezra. Well, very... you, just, you must know some things no, I said George. I said George. Extraordinary my, introduction. My, my throat's killing me. I said, you must know, so you're a singer. He said, I work with a woman and she used to swear by wearing wet socks for a sore throat. I said, George, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> he said, I, I, didn't, I didn't get it, but she said, yeah, she used to wear them like on the You must have thought you were having a sort of fevered vision. <laughs> yeah, exactly. George Ashram <laughs> mumbling to you And then we, we discussed um, uh, Tom... I'd seen Tom Jones... Um, an audience with Tom Jones and George Ezra said yeah he likes a vocal zone I said he does <laughs> he um, she said he said I've, I've seen him like shoving him in, in the yeah. tops of his gums um, when it's and when I saw him doing the thing he had about 20 during the recording the uh Tom Very Jones thing. Anyway, so that was that. Was that. Um, I'm name dropping a bit. It's hard not to when you're at the Royal Variety performance because <laughs> they're all over. So we went out for the dress rehearsal. Um, we were singing Three Lions and I was... Um, I've sang some bad versions of it, but it was honestly like... It was, that was how it came out. And I looked across and... Uh, I looked across at the orchestra, I thought they'll be mocking me. And who was sitting in the box seat? Who was it? Dave Arch. Oh, shut up. Dave Arch, the king of Streetly. So I went over and I said, Dave, I'm such a mess. He goes, oh, no, come on. I said, honestly, you're a legend, you know. I said, we're talking about you on the radio. He said, oh, come on. He was really sort of... I said, I really want a photo, but I don't have my camera with me. I said, I'm just... So I just sort of, you know, I... um, we shook hands and stuff, so he's probably ill now. And um, he was all right last night, so I can tell. Um, but um, I thought it was an interesting thing, sort of spiritual selfie. I just sort of stood by him, and I thought I'll carry that in my heart instead of my yeah. instead well, of friend, my what phone. What should we call Dave Arch fans? Can we think? And of we can't do this all day because I'm going to name a <laughs> I lot didn't of say all day. I did not say all okay. day. I said Dave Arch. Okay. Um, <laughs> Oh, I don't know what we're going to call them. Okay. Architects. Lovely. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I thought that wasn't a million miles away from uh, chivalry. <laughs> <laughs> One of my all-time lows. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Yes, I, in case you're thinking how long is he going to talk about uh, the Royal Variety performance, um, still, still more to come. Um, so, um, yeah, so we, we, I, I croaked my way through um, the uh, the dress rehearsal and with the death rattle and all that stuff. And, um, and then on the night, having spent... By now, we'd been there almost four weeks, it felt like. Um, we then, uh, we did the show and oh, it was, it, I mean, it honestly was three lights on and she, it was... Oh. Yeah, but what about your voice? Yeah, <laughs> I, honestly, I made Dave sound like Mario Lanza on the night. 
and um, it hurt as well. It actually hurt to sing it. Yeah. Uh, four minutes of hurt. <laughs> Never stopped me singing. But anyway, um, so that was. It, uh, was it Edward? Well, Frank, in terms of homemade remedies. Oh, sorry. Yeah. For uh, your throat. Yes. Um, no, noted noted life enthusiast Hunter S. Thompson, shall oh, we yes. say, had all sorts of reasons to have a sore throat, and Ralph Steadman wrote a big book about what a difficult man he was to work with. His we should identify that. In case you know, Hunter S. Thompson, famous writer, who um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, for example. Yes. And invented, is it gonzo journalism? They gonzo, call it? Yeah. yes. So he, was, yeah. he put himself in all, his, uh, in all his journalistic stories. Yes. And... Um, a uh, big substance enthusiast and yes, the resulting yes. sore throats and late nights um, yes. he would apparently get uh, big handfuls of Nivea hand cream and oh. apply them directly to his own throat oh. <laughs> you see what would you consider that? Um, when I was a kid my um, we used to do a thing of spoonful of butter and then you dip it in the sugar bowl and then dr- and, and have that straight down but um, my dad would also, when he was going out, get the suit on, reach into the uh, butter dish, get the butter on his fingers and do his hair. <laughs> oh, really? yeah, we had some friends in Glasgow and the dad, I, we came down one morning and I saw he was dipping his comb in the chip pan. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, comb in the chip pan. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, apparently it's Comb a... in the chip pan. Um, Frank, Christoph has been in touch. Oh yeah. Frank, how do you feel about... Uh, he's enclosed a picture. How do you feel about three lions being filed under the deal at my local record shop? Or is this his solo acoustic version? <laughs> now, he sent an image over and it shows it's a lovely sort of slightly old-fashioned thing. Remember in record shops when you had those little black filing systems oh, with the yeah. name written? It's got David Baddiel. Uh, it's You're in between uh, John Barry and Battle Beast. Oh, I don't know, Battle Beast. And just underneath uh, the best of Baccarat. So, but how do you feel about this? I'm I'm good with it. Good. I still think he's the distinctive voice. By the way, um, Ross Buchanan played us this morning. And then about... I was in the car coming in, um, not driving today, but um, I was in a... uh, what do they call them? They don't call them minicabs anymore, do they? What do they call them? Anyway, I was in a minicab, you know what I mean? <laughs> and that came on, I'm in the back. And I thought, this bloke might, he might not know who I am, so it's not, it felt like a weird moment, you know? And then, uh, and then I saw him look in the mirror. I thought, what's he going to say? Mm. What's he going to say? I'll tell you after this. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So you you have not been waiting in vain. Um, so the, so Ross Buchanan played uh, three lines. It's coming home for Christmas, I think it's called. And the driver turned and said, uh, "So uh, that's some more money for you." Oh. I thought, that's what they all. It's always the money. <laughs> but then Ross Buchanan about ten minutes later said, "Right now I'm going to play my first Christmas song of the year." And I thought, "Hold on." So anyway. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in touch with him about it. Oh, I'm sure he'll look forward to that. No, he's, he's a very <laughs> lovely fellow. So what else happened at the Royal Well, Party? you know what usually happens? I, I, I struggled, I croaked through... Um, I mean, really, was in physical pain singing three lines, but got through it. I did um, get to play ukulele um, with Chic. Oh. And... Um, no... no <laughs> um, at Niall Rogers and um, and Sam Ryder. Oh. And Sam Ryder, i got to say, is beyond the nicest man you could ever meet in your <laughs> life. I wanted to just... Oh, I want to move into a commune with him and Becky Hill. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, not everyone I met was nice. Then we have our royal um, thing. Now, um, it was um, Prince Edward and... Um, Sophie Wessex, as she's called. I think the Earl and Countess of Wessex and Forfar is their official title, which must be they they give it all the other, the older siblings, all the good places like Wales. And then they say, um, right, so 
a fictional, uh, not fictional, we'll have a, an Anglo-Saxon <laughs> kingdom that doesn't exist anymore <laughs> and uh, a League Division, Scottish League Division 2 football club. That's for you two. Mum, <laughs> mum, that's it. <laughs> what I like about Forfar is it sounds very much what an aristocrat would call a grandparent or a parent. Jacob yeah. Reed yes. Small guy, yeah. Forfar. Yeah, all right, aristocrat <laughs> laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we lined up, and you know they all they all come. Um, they you wait for them, and they come and say something. So um, it's the modern world. So Sophie Sophie led the way, and. And bear in mind, I'd had a really hard day and I'd battled on like a trooper. So she comes up and um, me and Dave, and she says, um, well, don't give up your day job. <laughs> no, this is not this is not how the royal walk thing works. It's, What's and, her um, job? And what we honestly said... Um, <laughs> Pardon, and it was like, no, you're supposed. To, it's supposed to be just banal compliments, yeah. not well done. And um, I said, well, it was. Uh, was it that bad? And she said, well, you know, I could tell. You know, it's not what you do. And I said, um, oh, she's got the line. Well, right, normally she? we're like, you know, co- comics. She said, yeah, but you're you're on screen, aren't you? You're not used to a live crowd. I said, well, we've done we've done a bit of live. <laughs> Stuff, you know, stand up and stuff. But she's sticking with it. She said, yeah, but you haven't done anywhere the size of this. I said, look, I did the Palladium last Sunday. And I thought, she looked at me like, you're not supposed to be arguing. I don't think you're supposed to be arguing with me. You're supposed to just nod. It was a really, like, awkward thing. And then he comes over. Um, Edward. Punches you in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, It it won't be as good as that But I'll tell you after this This is Frank Skinner Skinner. This is Absolute Radio This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio With Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli you can text the show on 812.15 Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram At Frank on the radio Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk and don't forget Tim Key um, will be along later uh, comedian, poet, actor voiceover artist mm-hmm. um, voiceover artist? yeah <laughs> yeah he did that thing um, he does a lot of things he yeah. does a lot of things we'll Go ask on. him about them rather than talk behind his back then you were telling us about Eddie. I tell you the, the, the thing about uh, I don't know if this is old age, the fact I was ill, or the fact it was Prince Edward. But um, I can't remember the first. He, the first thing he said to me, I said, "Oh well, that's a good review," because that was also like quite a negative thing about our performance. But um, I can't remember what it was. If David Baddiel's listening, he might remind me. But he went on to say that a lot of people think that he is uh, Charles's son, not oh. his brother. Oh. And as he was telling me, I thought, I've never in my life met anyone who thinks that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, fine. And, uh, <laughs> and then, I don't know, I mean, don't get me wrong, they were, they were sort of, you know... They were nice. I think what's happened is they don't really do this stuff much. And they're a bit... Um, they've been a bit reduced in numbers for various reasons. And so they're being pulled out to do this. And it's a bit of a skill just talking to someone for 10 minutes and not upsetting them. <laughs> but there was a bit where it just... It just died, the conversation. Which it never happens with the royals. It just died. died and there was a... A moment which probably was three seconds and felt like ten minutes. <laughs> and he said, um, "So things are well." And I thought, "No, come on." Um, and in the end, I started to think, "Oh, I wanted to put my arm around him a bit." I think it's, I think it's tough. Well, if you're not match fit either. Yeah. No, exactly. Rust, I mean, rusty off the bench. That's it. They've been called off. It's like when the goal, the reserve goalie comes off. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? You're like, he wasn't even expecting it. I'll wear my gloves. 
<laughs> oh man! You so didn't, you didn't yeah. see Prince Edward in his sort of uh, waterproofs and trackies jogging on the spot. No, it was. Um, oh, yes. How did he? Was. How did he round things off? Did he? Did it? Was he a good finisher? I think he was just. He just spat on the floor he, and stormed off. Glad to go. <laughs> yeah, he just slapped me across. <laughs> yeah, no. Poked you with she his cane actually, in the arm. Uh, she was. Um, also, I got a bit distracted when he was talking to us. Is that? Do you remember I told you? Think back. I went to Gifford Circus, and there was two women who hung by their hair from from heart. Do you remember me telling you about that? And I was fascinated. I took photos so that I could sort of, you know, when you do that thing and make your picture go bigger on your phone. Yeah. To see if I could see any connection that was fake in it. Mm. But the bigger it went, the more it was just someone hanging by their hair. It's incredible. So I was very keen to go and speak to them, and they were in the lineup later on, but they oh, went no, quite right. quickly. But um, I was talking to Maisie Adam, the comedian, and she said, um, I don't, she didn't know what they did because you don't get to see everyone's act. But she said uh, they went off and. Um, and then they came back into the changing the dressing room later um, with ice packs on their heads. <gasps> so it must really, it must really, must really hurt the hair switch. <laughs> oh man, they must be tearing away their scalps. Do you think there was a chance that the ice packs were just having spoken to Sophie Wessex? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel bad now about Sophie. It was, you know. I, I, I was rubbish, and they were, like I say... It's a bit insensitive having hair-based acts, though. <coughs> I'm just saying. Why? For, for, there are people present who maybe that's not. I, I think um, you, don't, you wouldn't want hair if you saw someone uh, with an ice pack <laughs> on their head because their hair was hurting so much. Oof. Did oh, Edward man. talk to everyone, then? Oh, yeah. They, oh. they did the full rounds. I'm sure it went well everywhere. Maybe I was just... I don't know. <laughs> oh, anyway, that was it. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We have some news in regarding the seven ball, don't we, Pierre? <laughs> oh, OK. A lot of people out there are surprisingly well informed regarding the seven ball. I'd say um, in, in the, that area, it's, it's seen as some mystical presence. The seven bore, in case you've just tuned in. Um, I was talking to Becky Hill, the uh, musical star. Mm -hmm. And um, what do we call her, a dance? Is that what kind of music it is? Yes, I think so. I don't want to, you know, there's probably some category I've never heard of. Mm. Producers hiding. I look for, you know, I look for the younger, but just not helping me at all. Mm. Too late, too late. Um, anyway... Um, and she's from Budley, where a phenomenon on the River Severn is a wave called the Severn Boar, which I'm not sure when it happens. But I believe some try to surf it. Yeah. Yeah, well... So, what's the, what's the news on the... Well, th 3457 uh, gets in touch, and I, I, think, um, I think I'd get on with 3457... It's just facts, this message. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the River Severn has the third highest tidal range in the world. Only the Bay of Fundy in North America and Ungava Bay, Hudson Straits are bigger. The tidal range can be as much as 15 metres. This combined to the funnel-shaped estuary causes the incoming tide to create a great bore. Oh. This is um, well. This is cotton paste communication. I think well. this person is that some sort of expert who, when the second you mentioned it, knocked over a hot coffee in their rush <laughs> yes. to get to their phone. I quite like them. I like them. I'm going to ask them to identify all the pictures with bridges in, and then <laughs> all the pictures oh. with bicycles in. I find that really tricky. <clears throat> the traffic lights always stump mm. me. Because do, are you including the edge of the traffic well, light box? Uh, what exactly. about the mountains? Is the, that a mountain? Or the pole? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A I mean, I don't include the pole. Do you it not? It seems to work. Controversial. Yeah. Mm. But the bicycle, there's, I, I was doing the bicycle the other day. And, oh, oh um, yeah. There was one, it's on, you know when you get them upside down on the back of a 
yes. cast mm. was one of those, and it's a really dark picture. I thought, oh, God, 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 God. <laughs> I think it's very cruel. That. They yeah. shouldn't oh, it's do that. Hard. Have you ever had lorries? Oh yeah. Oh, oh have you? <laughs> Bosses. <laughs> Flights of stairs once. Oh yeah, yeah, I've had five. Anyway, this is. <laughs> um, are, are you a robot? <laughs> Anecdotes. If you're, if you're if you're listening, none of us are robots. <laughs> please um, please don't tell anyone. That we've we are. also, for some reason, all the correspondence we've received regarding the seven bore mm. is from people with a seven in their number uh, and bores. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I would never say that about any of our readers. Can I say the the fact? person we should also say thank you for getting in touch was yeah. a little bit we were a bit cheeky about them well um what? hold on to your horses because five seven it wasn't five, as bad as don't give up your day job no. <laughs> nothing ever will be um five seven five has uh, news about the seven bore the seven bore <clears throat> is the result of the rising tide being funnelled into the Seven Estuary. However, it cannot get past the locks and weirs on the river. Any mystical waves at Bewdley are probably a result of fat ducks. That's from Jack. Uh, mm. I have to say I thought it would be more interesting than it is, the Seven Bore. Yeah. Yeah. So there isn't a Seven... That's why Becky Hill's never seen it. No. Well, 906, the Seven Bore doesn't hold a candle to the Wessex and Forefar Bore. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> I'm actually starting to feel sorry for them, even though they were beastly today. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you've been a, when you've been a bit of a trooper, you want you want you want to be. I wanted a hug. Yeah. Never mind. Incidentally, Sophie, I discovered after was wearing earrings, mm-hmm. which um, cost two hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Gosh. That I I couldn't relax. Could you? I could not relax if I was out in, in it. I'd be constantly checking them. You wouldn't want to sneeze. Oh, yeah. man. There's often a... Sec- I've been there at events where there's a security guard hovering in the background if someone's borrowed some expensive jewellery. They have to accompany you all night. With a, with one of those sort of nets on the end of a bamboo <laughs> pole <laughs> so held under each ear at all times. <laughs> Yes, it's interesting. A lot of the information we are receiving about the seven ball. Oh, yes. it- <laughs> Please, I think we've. I, I, I maybe pressed the wrong button with the seven ball. You ask for ball, you'll get ball. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem to have that se- that sense of uh, cut and paste. There's a lot of cut mm. and pasting going on here. Yeah. I'm not quite sure why. It's um, yeah. It's, I don't understand anything about it, even though you've read out two explanations. Okay. And I've completely switched off. Yeah. Um, it's the thing you do as you get older. As soon as you think, no, I don't like this, I don't like it. You go to a special place in your mind. I yeah. don't like this information. <laughs> We've had Clive from Sheffield. Have you heard of somewhere called Budley? Budley. Oh, well, is that not Budley then? Oh, 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 he said, oh, he spelt it Budley. <laughs> now, Budley is B E W D L E Y. I'm aware of that. Yeah. But Clive... It might be a different place. <laughs> well, maybe uh, we've been a bit hard on the people who've said <laughs> stuff into that. This is breaking the golden <laughs> rule of radio. Yes, we, but we apologise on behalf of all of us. Yes, um, and we've we say we'd be nothing without you. Yes, we've gone a bit four far. We've gone a bit four far more. <laughs> yeah, we've gone too far, four far. <laughs> <laughs> but Clive says, I think what Clive must mean, you're right, is Beaudley Hillbillies, because it looked like Budley, but surely they should be known as. And, you know, it's included little emoji, and I like people that go that extra mile. Oh, mm. yeah. Frank, do you, do you include emojis ever on your Well, text? I don't know how to do an emoji. I did, and I've forgotten. <laughs> and recently I sent a text, and I put on the end, <laughs> I wrote... Um, Fingers crossed emoji. I just wrote it out. (laughs) Because I can't... Every time I press for emoji, I get one of those things where it's like a cat and you have to put your voice in its mouth. (laughs) 
lawyer. Oh, cat lawyer. You don't want to go down the cat no, lawyer road. No, you don't road. want to be cat lawyer. Cat lawyer, no. I don't know what that. But, yeah. Oh, star of lockdown. It was a star of lo- one of those lockdown stars, Frank. OK. Mm. OK. And we've got another lockdown <laughs> star coming up on the show later with Tim Key. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I keep getting those, and I have done those, but, you know, it's a bit of a faff. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what you press to you get... You press the emoji, babe. <laughs> I, maybe there's something my phone doesn't have one. I, I bet it does. I went, I, um, okay. I went... I got very keen on sending... You know those things where if it's someone's birthday, you send them a clip of oh, yeah. um, Bette Midler yeah. jumping up and down saying happy birthday? Yeah. Then I found um, they weren't included in my package. Oh, uh, and I was sending them regularly. It's cost me a fortune. <laughs> um, so I've, I don't send them anymore either. <laughs> oh, it's... Uh, and then, the other day, I had, um, I had an update on my phone. And I never really read the updates. You know when you get a thing telling you what the update's going to be? Yeah. Uh, You know, there's nothing... They don't draw you in, these people. No. They don't start off bog fixes, I think I've heard. Again, information (laughs) I don't care for. Yeah. But this one says... um, It says, we'll let you edit or unsend a message that you just sent. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. changed everything. It's an absolute game changer. Yeah. yeah. But also, I don't know if it's a good thing, because there must have been stuff that's come from accidental sends and stuff, which has been good. But, Frank, think, think how much Bette Midler money you could have saved. <laughs> <laughs> to go, oh, God, and quickly yeah. send Bette Midler. Well, no, like that's it, too much. I've probably already paid for, for, <laughs> for Bette. I like that he's slightly outraged that he doesn't have a package that includes Bette Midler saying happy birthday. <laughs> no, it wasn't just Bette Midler. I used lots of... Some of it would be like a, there was a, a squirrel uh, drinking alcohol on one. I can't remember what I was... The point I was making. <laughs> but... Um, I've still got yeah, it. I don't use them anymore. I don't know if it's in my package or not. <laughs> not risking it. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. The ball correspondence is still coming in. Oh. Um, yeah, there might be a brilliant one that we're overlooking. It's coming in waves. I don't want people to worry. Very good. <laughs> I don't want people uh, wasting their 50 pence uh, texts, things. No, No. not when they could be putting that towards valuable Bet Midler gifts. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You've got to prioritise in this difficult time. Um, Danny Tolhurst, oh, I like him. Already? He hasn't said anything yet. No, I like the name Tolhurst. Okay. I like a toll. It's got a a slightly medieval vibe to it. For an actual fan club, how about Mercy Buku? Bet Koo. It's all um, gone very quiet. It's mm, got Shivar. Mer- Mercy Beku. Mercy Beku. Yeah. Beku. Flawless, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it doesn't work for me, but I again, I love it that people contribute. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think we're going to beat um, the Beaudly. Hillbillies. The Be- Beckley. Beckley Hillbillies. Beckley Hillbillies, yeah. Mm. Uh, just say that one again. <laughs> Mercy Beck who? Mercy. Mercy Beck who? Okay. Mercy Beck who? Mercy Beck who? The trouble is it sounds a bit like you're saying Beck who, mm. which is not. It's the opposite of the fan thing. No, rude. But, you know, God loves a trier. <laughs> yes. I yeah. don't know if he loves Lars Van Trier. <laughs> the uh, Scandinavian <laughs> film director. Yeah. But I, well, I imagine he does. He loves everyone. Mm. Mm. OK. That's nice um, to know. Yeah. Regarding your incredible experience uh, that you recounted with... Um, uh, it was uh, your PR, I think, who mm. described Marmite as being quite divisive, actually. Yeah. Yeah, last week I was saying that my um, my lovely PR, Lucy... I was eating Marmite. And she said, it's weird, isn't it, Marmite? Because I really like it. I, I, I can't stand it, she said. Whereas my dad, 
<laughs> he absolutely loves it. <laughs> it really divides people. And I don't know, I laughed for about three days, I don't know, <laughs> thinking back to that vote. And I saw her, she was at the, uh, the RVP. Mm. Mm. And um, I told some other people <laughs> with my arm around her about the story. And it was, everyone thought it was hilarious. She took it well. Oh, good. Well, we've got a, a, another equivalent in from Rob. Okay. Um, so there's morning team. Frank's Marmite comment last week reminded me of something similar. Uh, I was walking with a friend recently along a canal towpath. We stood and watched a small duck diving under the water in search of food. Mm. This paints a nice picture, Rob. Mm. My friend commented, It's amazing how quickly all the water disappears off the duck's feathers, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> I did, uh, I did reply, it's almost like water off the duck's back, but I'm assuming you won't read this section of the email. <laughs> Many thanks, Rob. It's, um, I was in a car, and as we approached, uh, again, it was a minicab, and um, as we approached uh, Piccadilly Circus, the driver honestly said, it's always always busy here. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to say is it like but I didn't I, I didn't want to uh, I didn't want to make it awkward Frank regarding the common ignorance of both Marmite and water off ducks backs yes um, the other day and I hope She'll forgive me for telling this on air, but my partner, I realised my partner had no idea that um, the light on a taxi on the, on the roof of the on cab... On a black cab, yeah. On a black cab is how you can tell if it's available or not. Oh. She just never... Some, somehow that piece of information had just flown... So she thought that black cab drivers in London were far ruder and, and more sort of Because they didn't stop. They should just never, ever stop half the time. <laughs> <laughs> she would just be baffled by... Oh, you know what she's missed out on as well? Mm. And I would say in her defence, I believe that we've all got those ridiculous holes in our knowledge which we can't even work... People look at us and yes. say, what, you didn't know that? Um, but... When you're when it's like midnight and you're in a city centre and you see that orange light in mm. the distance and you think, will it get to me before someone else hails it on the thing? That's a very exciting yeah. moment. She's never had that, but she will now. Yeah. You said you'd show her the bright lights, <laughs> and you did. Well, I once said uh, this is very. I, I, I'm very ashamed of this. But, you know, I like to think this is a safe space. I like to think that. You'll yes. soon discover. I said to the, the newsreader, Dermot Murnahan, once, mm. he told me he was running the marathon, and I said, oh, how many miles is it? <laughs> and he laughed. I got to quite an old age before realising there was a set uh, uh, mileage to a marathon. Uh, OK. OK? So it's 26... Mm. But there's a, now I know. But yeah. isn't there a bit? Isn't it twenty six plus? And like a little bit, it's so twenty six point one or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean well, they've asked for trouble haven't, with their stupid little bits on it. Make it yeah. a nice round twenty six <laughs> miles. Who's asked and for trouble? And also twenty six. Make it twenty five. Well, who wants to be? You know. Who invented it, Pierre? Was it the Greeks? Yes, oh. uh, fire dipping marathon. Oh, lovely. Fire yes. dipping. Even knew the bloke. Fiodipides collapsed and died. Oh, um, oh dear. <laughs> yes, because the, the when the, the whatever it was that Olymp there was an Olympics which was a thousand years or hundred years of the Olympics or something, and they went back to Athens to celebrate it, the home of the Olympics. I'd and it was a beautiful emotional moment. But if you say England's the home of football, you're a Fascist. <laughs> um, I, bet the old, I bet the ancient Olympics was a bit rubbish. I bet they. Uh, but imagine how rubbish all the equipment and things yeah, was. Yeah, and they're, also they were all nude though. They were. Oh, they were. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. They were all nude. So that would have added an element of thrill and danger. You, know that? you don't want to be nude I that. that <laughs> you don't want to be nude that close to a lion. <laughs> no, no. No. Oh, not with the javelin. Oh, no. it seems yeah. fraught with problems, this nude mm. Olympics. Yeah, but, um, and also, it makes sponsorship <laughs> very tricky. What are they sponsoring? Where do you put it? What about if they've signed a deal? I mean, I always think it looks bad when the snooker players have it on their waistcoats, but. <laughs> this is. 
This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, a garbled, bit garbled, do you think? <laughs> this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. So, uh, Tim Key. I think that's... Quite a nice voice for you moving forward. <laughs> yeah, well, imagine if I just adopted it as a full-time. I thought maybe that was your at-home voice. I do like singers that do the proper, um, the full-on English enunciation, mm. like a Julie yes. Andrews. <coughs> yeah, I like to hear the lyrics. That kind of, yeah. Yeah, you've written the lyrics, let's hear them. Yeah, and rolling the R's. Yeah, get them rolled. Yeah, yeah. all right. Not going to roll themselves, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Quite right. Um, can we, just before we go into what you're trying to sell this time, Tim... Um, it's a card. We're, we're in the midst of a, a marathon debate. Sure. And um, I, you are, um, I don't know if people are aware of this, but uh, one of the few genuine sports fans that I know. Yeah, I was listening to the England-Pakistan test on the way here. Yeah, I watched <laughs> it this morning. How's it going? Uh, Babar Azam just got his century. Oh. It's the soft pitch and yeah. a kookaburra. Yeah, pointless. Um, anyway. Still, I went for that ahead of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, nevertheless. Now, when I say a sports fan, is I like football and cricket, yeah. a bit of boxing, but then I'm starting to falter a bit. Oh, I don't mm. falter. I stay but strong. Tim okay. will watch any kind Does of sport. He? Yeah, you name it, Emily. I will. Yeah, here we go. NFL. No, not NFL. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and one, I believe. Did you go? Did you go live to see um, synchronized swimming? <laughs> oh, but that's not sports fan, is it? Yes, I did. Come on. 2012, yeah. the Olympics. Okay. I, I went with my mother to watch the synchronized swimming. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah, of course it's lovely. That's a, that's a very wholesome story. Yeah, who won? <laughs> oh, the, the Australians. <laughs> so a lot of uh, sledging in that yeah. synchronised swimming. A lot of sledging. Yeah, can you? Can you? It's sledging. I think is undermined when you. Yeah, I bet you. You don't know how to. Uh... So um, it's it's an incredible. I I it's one of those things that it's like close up magic. I I can't believe it can be done. Which one? Synchronised swimming. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I don't. No. You tried it, Tim? Uh, not tried it, no, no. But, I, but I could believe it. It's amazing watching I still it up can't close. I went to a wedding where there were synchronised swimmers. Who was, was getting married? Busby Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> Why were there synchronised swimmers? Well, there, ex- as in, there were some, some guests you got talking to and you found out. No, there was, there was a display involved in the wedding. In well, what? In, what? What? in it was a pool? A place with a pool. Oh, okay. It has to be a pool. A rooftop. Mm. Well, it could have been an enormous glass tank, <laughs> like in the sink. Yeah, could have been a tank. You know, in sink, when the tank splits. Uh, what's sink? Oh. I know the um, what's the other one called? The animate sing two. The other one's called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love sing two. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, that. The water tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thinking of the Shape of Water. They've got a tank in that, haven't they? Oh, because yes. yeah. Have you ever yeah, done a phone in about tanks in films? No, <laughs> um, because once you get into war films, <laughs> yeah, that really opens it up, doesn't it? <laughs> we used to have uh, a man, a man. <laughs> They used to, well, I used to drink in a pub in Birmingham and a man would come in, uh, uh, an Irish man, and he would and collect in for a local hospice. Oh. And when you put money in the tin, he'd say, many tanks, oh. many tanks. And my friend used to call him Irwin after <laughs> Irwin Rommel, <laughs> who, had, who had many tanks. <laughs> So I forgot that when we were talking about um, unusual nicknames the other week, um, we um, what happened? Oh yeah, we're, we're, shut up now. It's a break, okay? And then we'll come back. We haven't talked about the marathon. No, you, you did an opening question about the marathon, and then it sort of got no, away from you. Can't you can't end the link. I know. I find it very hard to hold. You're it's just like, trying to end the link. With shut up now. It's like sand running through my fingers. <laughs> Can we just get this marathon business out the way? Then we can get deep into key. Okay. Hi, Frank, Emily and Pierre. 
and you, Tim. Oh. I think the we were discussing marathons before you arrived. I think the original distance was the distance between Athens and Sparta, or something like that. It was to do with the Battle of Marathon, and I believe the London Marathon is the exact distance between two of the royal residences, which accounts for why it is not exactly twenty-six miles. What? Do, what That's Louisa what royal in North residences? Somerset. Well, we had someone else was in touch about which particular royal residences it was. Buckingham Palace and... No, mm, uh, Windsor no. Castle to the Royal Box in the 1908 Olympic Stadium. OK. That's from, that's from what, 220? I did... Um, do you remember that um, Ron Save the World, Ron... Around the Whatever world. Whatever that the thing world, was called. Yeah. What was, was it called? Around the world. It was one of the first charity things. Yeah. Well, no, it was called Run the World. Okay. Oh, wow. And I, um, <laughs> I ran the world, and that we ran. In all, it, it was ten thousand meters was the idea, yeah. and in Birmingham to make it work that it went from the Birmingham city centre to the stadium, I think we ran something like eleven and a half thousand. Um, just so it, so it's it's a bit loose this yeah, yeah. running mm. thing. What was, do you remember your time? Oh, it was uh, four and a half hours. <laughs> no, I remember a man eating four Mars bars before we. This was in the early days of the running thing. Yeah, and he read somewhere apparently that carbs. You need carbs. He had four Mars bars. Are they carbs? Um, I don't know. I guess that was the early days. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They still had lasagna sheets in Mars bars then, didn't they? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I saw him about a couple of miles on um, getting rid of the four Mars yes. bars into yes. a drain. Yeah. So that was a mistake. You're yeah. very much supposed to carbo-load the night before, I think. But I think the original messenger that had started the whole marathon thing with news of the Battle of Marathon uh, died, collapsed and died having delivered his uh, thing. And having eat, eaten four marathons. Yeah. yeah. Well, they probably weren't called marathons yet. <laughs> Still um, Snickers. Yeah. We've uh, got all sorts of questions. Oh, sorry, sorry. OK, I mean, yeah. Sorry, I ran the marathon. You did. Yeah. So, yeah, four hours, four minutes and five seconds. You mm. did not really. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> you ran a marathon. <laughs> what? Are we cool? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Was it a long time? The early days of the marathon. Yes, it was the early days. Of the marathon. <laughs> it was. Um, well, it was four miles. Two thousand and nine. Okay. Yeah, same year I won the Perrier. Ah. Oh. <laughs> okay. I wasn't carrying it. <laughs> no, that would have been great. Though. <laughs> Do you want to know what Ruth Jordan has to ask you? Yeah, I'd li I always like to hear from Ruth. Could you ask Tim Key when he comes in? As Frank once gave Tim Key notes about his stand-up show, could Tim perhaps help Frank um, and Dave improve their Three Lions performance so it meets the approval of the Wessexes? Yeah, uh, well, there's not, there's not a quick fix, I don't think, for that sort no. of song. I think um, what I would say is um, if you... I don't know what your plans are, but keep doing it every World Cup or Euro cycle, and I think it will just sort of gradually improve over the next twenty years, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't make any plans in the in the, in the range of twenty years. <laughs> I like this incarnation. Um, what's happening? Oh, sorry. This is, I, I'm so confused that Tim's run a marathon. I can no longer operate the show. Four hours, four minutes, five yeah. seconds. Was good. Yeah. Overtook um, Gordon Ramsay on the home straight. No. Yes. <gasps> and he, he, to be fair to the guy, he was signing autographs. Okay. <laughs> he once said to me, as we sat next to each other in the garden of Elton, non, Elton John's villa um, <laughs> in Nice. He said to me, I'll tell, you what you, I'll tell you what you'd like, Frank, he said, the Iron Man competition. <laughs> I said, I, I don't think I would. He said, no, you would, you'd love it. He said, you run, and it's something like, I don't know what it is, but it's 70 miles running, 70 miles cycling, and 60 miles, miles swimming. swimming. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, my problem with that is that I can neither swim nor cycle. Now, what did and he say? he started talking to uh, someone else. It's a bit Elon, isn't it, the Iron Man? I just, I can't. I don't, I don't. I can't imagine there'd be anyone in it who I wanted to talk to. I'd run on Iron Man. I bet you have. <laughs> <laughs> who won? You or him? Frank Skinner.
I don't know if it was the last time you was on, but certainly on a previous occasion, you uh, you brought some playing cards. I that did, you yeah. had, um, Now, anyone who's never seen Tim, playing cards feature quite highly in his stage set because they've got poetry written on them, mm. which... Um, so, but... Which what? You're about to make another point there. Yeah, I lost faith in it. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I thought it might be mean. No, no, no not no, at good, all. Good. Um, I love your stand-up. Thank you. Like, I love dime bars. Endlessly good. But um, no, I've never seen you eat one. No? <laughs> um, that's because I'm laughing too much. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you've got... <clears throat> Christmas playing cards. So me and my um, friend and designer, Emily Juniper, we made some... Emily Juniper. I love Emily Juniper. She's fantastic. She's like the Lady of Shalott. I'm guessing she sits somewhere and creates beautiful things. She does. And then she, once they're finished created, once she's finished creating them, she then... um, we're quite a small operation, so then all the boxes come to her, so then she's sort of crouching amongst the boxes. No, I don't feel Emily Juniper should be doing admin. There's two Emily nice. Junipers. There's the creative Emily Juniper, and then there's the Emily Juniper, the publisher. Oh. And then she's packaging them all beautifully and sending them out, and then she takes a breath, has a walk next to the ocean, comes back to oh, us. Where is she uh, housed? Where do you think? <laughs> I've, I've, I've housed her in Falmouth. <laughs> oh, OK. Yeah, I found her lodgings in Falmouth. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Did you buy her some goth clothing? (laughs) She buys her own goth clothing. um, Tim's books are also done by uh, Emily Juniper. And Mm. uh, it really is. It's like you buy a book, but you've you've bought a little objet d'art. Oh, yeah. Mm. But anyway, this this is not going to put the Rob bonnet on the baby. Um, (laughs) What... <laughs> Tell us about your Christmas playing cards. All oh, right, so we made some playing cards. That was more or less our first project about five years ago. And they were just poems and little conversations. And then mm. Emily Juniper made them look beautiful. And then this time, after those books, which were a bit of a hassle, we decided to go back to the playing cards. So these you, never, all... you never hear people like uh, Dickens saying the thing is with the books as a bit of a hassle. <laughs> Indeed, anyone promoting their books. Oh, no. Describing. Have I said I'm promoting them? No, all right. I'm talking about them. <laughs> OK. They'll promote themselves. Oh. Hmm? <laughs> but you know what it's like writing a book. I've, I've read your book. Yeah, well, I've read your book. Yours all right. fantastic. I've read your book. That one with the, no. pur- that, that one oh. with the purple cover. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, 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 that, that's That is fantastic. fantastic. That's an absolute rip-roarer. Oh, Can we promote man. that? <laughs> Tell us about oh, your yeah. Christmas. So, so, these, so that I, every year I do Christmas poems. When, I, when it gets to December, I change my set into my Christmas set. And so I've sort of built up a, like a, a well of these Christmas poems. And so we've put the two ideas together. So these are a pack of playing cards with my, to be fair, quite kind of despicable Christmas poems. <laughs> Splodged on the front, mm. and to be fair to your producer, she's not sure about me reading any of them. Well, we're all anxious. <laughs> too, too hot for radio. For every time we, we move on to the subject, I feel a tension in the room. But we're gonna, we're actually gonna risk it after this. And uh, can I say, if there's any children in the room, um, I, I'd get them out now. Give us an example of what we might find on a Tim Key Christmas card. Oh, okay, stiff with stress. Well, this is the this is a poem from my deck of playing cards. Thatch bought his missus Scalextrix for Christmas. You've bought that for yourself, Thatch. How dare you, Thatch shot back. His car was zooming round the track. With his spare hand, he was unwrapping the packet of camel lights he'd stuffed in Nicky's stocking in the wee hours. He absolutely loved Christmas. <laughs> clean as a whistle. Yeah, it was clean. I was a bit worried about the pronunciation of Scalex. Well, Is it Scalex trick, I think, I, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And you made well, a, common, a common I, error. A lot of people I put know. X at the end. It's like Cliff Richards, isn't it? Yeah. I can't pulp the cards, can I? In no. fact, the good news is I've written Scalex trick. Yeah. So that's good. Mm. Yeah. So that, can, that's probably Emily. We can proceed. That. No, that won't, but 
Emily? Emily's not in charge of that stuff. I thought she might um, copy proof. She, she doesn't even read it. She just uh, puts it on the page. She probably thinks it's clean and respectable. Yeah. Sent them out to her family this Christmas. <laughs> just scripture. Yeah, yeah like a de- deck of cards. Do you know a deck of cards? What's that? It's a, it's a recitation. Deck of what? Well, here's the thing. Um, if you, you count the values of all the cards and yes. add them together... Mm-hmm. What what do you think you'd arrive at? Oh, it would be something big. It'd yeah. be like when that chap puts grains of rice on each button, mm. each square on the chessboard. Yeah, for the want of a for want of a right and the nail, the horse was lost. Oh, yeah. anyway. I'm, I'm going to go for. Um, hang on, I'm going to go for. Wait a second. Um, this, is, this is not great radio. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, shall I read another card? No. Uh, yeah. oh, 280. It's 364, and then the two jokers give you either a standard year, if you take one of them, or in, so every fourth year you'd add the other joker. So you've got the number of days in the year. 52 cards, the number of uh, weeks in the year. Oh. And then uh, four suits... Uh, for the number of weeks in a month. Paul Suits, number you've got from working on production. I know it's a bit more than that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And one deck of cards for one year. Yeah. Well, I guess so, yeah. So, deck of cards was a recitation in which he says that. And it's basically a religion. Do you want to hear a bit? Yeah, 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 of course. Uh, This this is how Basically, a soldier is found in church with his playing cards out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Luckily they weren't Tim Keys. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they said, how dare you bring playing cards into church. Um, the great thing is, it was it was an American hit, I think, originally, but Max Bygraves, the British comedian, did a cover version. And just his voice on anything is funny, but get a listen to it. This is how... They ask him to explain why he's got playing cards in church, and he says this. When I look at the ace... It reminds me there is but one God. And when I see the deuce, it reminds me the Bible is divided into two parts, the Old and the New Testament. When I see the tray, I think of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. When I see the tray... What are you talking about, Max? He's lost it. What's his word for four? He's getting further and further from English as he goes through. The fog. I can't play. I can't play all the cards. Well, I could, I suppose. I could just play the track, but I don't think that would go down well. But um, it's a funny old. uh, It's a funny old uh, thing. (laughs) But um, I. It, in contrast to your cards. Yeah, I'm surprised we went down that route once I started talking about my cards. Um, it's fine I'm, to suddenly hear Max Bygraves. <laughs> well, well, we're going to and then you can. OK. That that was a very short-hand version of we're going to have a break and then we'll come back. I'd like at least... Can we do one more card? Of course. OK. Tim Key is going to read one more card. Oh, yeah. And that's it. (laughs) Here it comes, then. Jackson started miming that he wanted a divorce. (laughs) (laughs) I like it so far. Should we leave it there? (laughs) His wife was clapping her hands in delight. She had no idea. She was asking him how many syllables it was. <laughs> he kept pointing at her and she kept shouting wife and Monica. He kept miming tearing a piece of paper in half. She kept shouting rip. She was laughing and clapping her hands together. <laughs> <laughs> That's good clean fun. Yes. That's uh, lovely. Look, um, yes. Uh, well, they're, they're, um, obviously they're going to be brilliantly funny because Tim Key wrote them. And, and if you don't mind them being some rude ones in your pack, you should get some. How does one just go to a shop and buy these? Tim? These are not... Um, yeah, a lot of stuff you can do that, can't you? The, yeah. No, these aren't in shops. Eggs. Yeah, eggs you can do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, do we, how do we get a pack? Um, good point. I'm, I'll go back to Emily Juniper and work out how oh, we you can get need, these out. If you're plugging yeah. it... <laughs> No, no, no. You go to um, well, you can go to my Instagram. Come on then. And there, and uh, well, Tim Key poet, I think it is. Um, or you can get them from uh, Emily's website, Utter and Press, U T T E R, and then obviously and and press, all one okay. word. Dot uh, co. Dot uk, 
and you can click click on there. Or you can Google them. I mean, you can find them. If you want them enough, you'll get them. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's... Some, not some mythic There's quest. lots of things in life I've thought that about. It hasn't worked out. Um... And you're on tour next year. Quite a big one, in fact. Yeah, I was thinking that. I, I think you've made it bigger than it needed yeah, to be. Yeah, I think I've done that. Yeah, you've seen the show. Yeah, no, it's not that. <laughs> oh, right. It's just that you've done lots of, like, average-sized places. Instead yeah. of doing a big one somewhere, you've done, like, four nights. I yeah. mean, what? Was you, have you, are you homeless? Uh, no, no, not homeless. You're not homeless, are you? No, no. No, no. Why is he giving you advice on No, no, I'm just saying. I'll always listen to advice from Frank. Look, I prefer small. We've got no choice. I prefer smaller venues. Yeah, I um, prefer smaller venues. Just as well. That's why I've done it. So, and they're not small, thanks, Frank. No, they're not small. No, they're not. (laughs) So, like in Bristol, you're doing. Four nights, yeah, whereas you could have done a, just a big, bigger place uh, in Bristol. Ever heard the phrase, I like Bristol? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get myself an Airbnb, won't I, Frank? Okay, I'll walk around enough. the city. Yeah. And there's one, you were doing uh, Oren Moore in Glasgow. Right. And then I see something I've <laughs> never I seen. See. Never seen on a set list, venue upgrade. Yes. Glasgow tramway. So what does that mean? Well, I'll tell you what it means is, it means I don't want to come on your show and have to defend the phrase venue upgrade. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you might not want to. Well, it it means... I think you ought. Well, it means it's sold out... And yeah. it sold, yes, and it sold out quite quickly, actually, Frank. Yeah, but it did. Yeah, and so we, we did a venue upgrade so we could get some more people of, of well, Glasgow to watch the show. If I was at Aram Moore, I think, thanks very much, we sold all your tickets and now you're calling another place an upgrade. It's not me calling, though, is it? You two. Yeah. And then it finishes off at Alexandra Palace. Got an issue with that, Frank? That's quite oh, big. It's, uh, that's lovely. Yeah. That right. That's lovely. all shabby sheet now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's more, that's more yeah. your size, isn't it? Yeah, What's the biggest venue you've played, Frank? The biggest venue. <laughs> I, um... <laughs> Oran Moore. I've never played, uh, I've never played Oran Moore. Anyway, it's, it's lots of dates. They're mainly sold out. But if he's near you, there's no such thing as sold out in my experience. No, there isn't. Just if, rock up. I just went, I, I remember turning up at uh, Vic's, uh, Cliff's Pavilion in... Um, in South End, and there's a massive sign Frank Skinner sold out. And I said, Oh, that's great. He said, Yeah, there's about 34 tickets left. Mm. Yeah. I, said, oh, yeah. I turned up to Stephen Sondheim with you. Yeah. Mm. You, you can often get, if, if, if you're prepared to sit on your own, there's I always a chance. It. Where there's a will, there's a way. Mm. Mm. That's, is but that also, one of yours? Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> but also, you can buy tickets. That's the other option. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't come on here really for you to sort of tell people to explore options of getting getting in for free. <laughs> no, because a lot of them are, a lot of them are sold. I never said for free. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, the height, I'm going to give the height of some of the windows in these venues. <laughs> Instead of giving ticketing info, he said, where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. And you've got your Crimbo Bimbo um, yep. show as yeah, well. Yeah, I do, yeah. That's sort of you... me reading out my Christmas poems. Um, and that's at um, Pleasance, London, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's big and enough for you. It's it's it, lovely, in my experience, it's a COVID fest. <laughs> oh, right, sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> We'll be all right this year. <laughs> okay, that's also sold out, but there'll be singles. Oh, there'll be singles for sure. So it's all going very well. Oh, swimmingly, Tim. yeah. And um, quite deservedly so, if I may have a moment when I just think I say you are a brilliant comedian. Thank you. And um, I love you. I love you too, Frank. Um, I'll drop some cards around to you in the week. Yeah, just turn up like you yeah. did before. We'll talk on the step as if it was locked down. Yeah. <laughs> Likely invited in, but... Tim, it's great having you on. Thanks for having me. And um, buy Tim's playing cards from... Uh, it'll utter, it'll utter, require a little bit of detective utter work. Utterandpress.com or .co.uk, utter, can't remember. Utterandpress.com. Um, and if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, get out. Get out.